everybody, and welcome to Movie Match Mania. And tonight, we have a very special guest in the house. Go ahead and uh, announce yourself, brother. Hi, I'm uh, I'm Aaron Shelton. Hello, hi. Aaron Shelton! <laughs> and me, I'm Billy the Ace Ventura, here with Movie Match Mania. And I got my co-host, my one and only intergender universal tag team partner. Hulk's hammies. <laughs> oh, that's right. When you bite into Hulk's hammies, there's not, nothing tastes like Hulk's hammies. Are we, is that what you're talking one about? One of a kind. Did Hulk... Cre- Deep fried in the, in the Florida sun. <laughs> he fries his hammies in the Florida sun. Yep. <laughs> Aaron, what would you put on Hulk's hammies if you were if you were out in the sun? I mean, if we're going Florida thing, theme, I think you got it. You got to Cubano hmm. it up, right? Yeah. You got to yeah. pork, pickle, mayo, <laughs> mustard. Uh, just wipe off that baby oil from there. <laughs> you, you got a sandwich. I mean, that is a pretty good. I mean, it's all meat. It's all meat, baby. Damn. It's all that's well that's the tagline. <laughs> it's all it's all meat, baby. Brother. It's it's all meat, baby brother. But baby brother. It, but there's a screw up there's a screw up at the packaging plant and it says it's it comes out it's all baby brother meat. And then that causes them it causes them to go bankrupt because people don't want to eat baby meat. They didn't put the covers at the right place. <laughs> I'm ruined. It sounds like it sounds like boys' soul. He has to move over to Alabama to sell it. <laughs> yeah, it tanks in all all forty nine states except for Alabama. <laughs> it, becomes, it becomes local cuisine. Yeah, thank yeah, thank you for not naming my southern state uh, that I'm from. So I appreciate that. Are you are you from the south? Do you work the Southwest Territory? Southeast. The southeast. I'm a, yeah, I'm originally a Georgia boy. Yeah, so. so you were a regional guy when you uh, mm-hmm. you were working the circuits down in uh, at Hotlanta. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, I, I, with like um, uh, Ric Flair. That was Ric Flair country, baby. I'm gonna take your word for it. <laughs> I'm not wrong. Word of the no, expert so Aaron, here. Aaron does a wonderful show. Uh, loved, lauded by many more people than ours, but we love the ones we have. Maybe we can get some of his people over here. They'll listen to us. And like, I'm gonna stick with Aaron's podcast. But you know what? <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. What is the name of your podcast, there? Uh, I am the co-host of Kame House Party. Uh, it is the universe's only improv comedy Dragon Ball podcast. We're trying to watch every episode and iteration of Dragon Ball uh, with my co-host Vince White. And then we do improv comedy along the way. Um, and yeah, it's a good time. We're we're halfway through Dragon Ball Z now. What are you going to do when it's over? <laughs> we'll start Dragon Ball GT or Dragon Ball Super. We... So we, we've done. There's plenty of Dragon the Ball. There's years and years worth of Dragon Ball. Well, I I know. I mean, I was chastised at a young age by my aunt, who I held in high regard for watching Dragon Ball. It wasn't chat. She's never chastised me, but I was watching. I was trying to watch Dragon Ball. We were watching Cartoon Network, and I was into it. And she just kept saying, "I've got to grab my Dragon Ball." Like <laughs> making making a joke of it to the so much. I'm like. Oh, this shit's lame. But I, it, it really wasn't lame. It's like lame. all you know? parental like... figures. No, they can yeah. figure out how to make it lame and annoying. Oh, the classic is just calling everything a Pikachu. Mm. <laughs> right. A Pikachu or a Goku. Well, no, it's like there was, there was things, there's lore. It's very, 
invested. She knows characters. So I don't think it was intentional. I think she was just busting Dragon Balls. But at that <laughs> point, I it wasn't I don't I think it was unintentional. But at that point, I couldn't watch it with a straight face. And like it just became like a MS a misty thing, which is kind of like so it brings us full circle because I started to kind of what you guys do, not make fun of it, but act along with it. Maybe make fun of it. I heard some <laughs> of the clips you were kind of like you guys go off on weird tangents, kind of like we do, and I, I love it. It's how you guys start from. If, if you even have not watched an episode of Dragon Ball, just I just listened to like one episode and a few clips there, and it's fun because he and Vince take you on a tangent, and even if you don't know who the hell Goku or Vegeta or Krillin are, like by the time they'll get you there, you're laughing your ass off just of what it devolves into. And if you know Dragon Ball, obviously it's a lot funnier, but it'll make you w- want to watch so you get all the references. So you're doing that. So thanks. I, I like that your endorsement is that we don't talk about Dragon Ball <laughs> as much as we maybe should. <laughs> well, you know, that's how we do things. <laughs> I, I was saying you can get your toes wet and uh, it's Dragon. It's fronting. I'm saying there's always money in the banana stand. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Let's get down to business. We're going to hear to talk about one movie and one movie only. And it's Suburban Commando star- starring, as they build him back then, uh, Terry Hulk Hogan, Christopher Lloyd, Shelley Duvall. Uh, it's, and also, we, we found this out. I was going to dig into this, but I'm just digging into things as we go. Elizabeth Moss is in this movie. That's right. From Mad Men. And, the, and Handman's Tale, Handmaiden's Tale. Elizabeth Moss. Is, who is she in this movie? She, is she the daughter? No, she's the little girl who helped my cat stuck in a tree. And that, <laughs> so let's just get let's just get flowing on this movie. Um, Terry comes to Earth. Actually, his character's name is Shep Ramsey, which I I would think I legally might change my name to Shep Ramsey's. I, I actually it's, it's a I good think name. that's a pretty cool. Name. <laughs> it is a good name. I you can't say that they didn't take time like. I remember, and um, if you've never seen No Holds Barred, it was this is Hulk's second movie, his first movie. He essentially just plays Hulk Hogan, but his name is Rip Thomas for some reason. It's like, why don't you just fucking call him Hulk Hogan? Because all the mannerisms of Hulk Hogan, <laughs> all the whole like the whole posing, everything Not is the same. Between, well, playing character, but <laughs> yeah, between Rip Thomas and and Hulk Hogan except that he wore blue and white instead of red and yellow. And then his finishing move was a double axe handle smash off the top rope. I don't even think it was off the top rope, which Hulk Hogan did in Japan before he invented the leg drop, as all of you already know that. <laughs> Hulk Hogan also is into some other extramarital affair things, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what did you think? What was your initial feeling on this movie, guys? Because I could just go on a stream. Um, I will say that I did text you, I think, 30 minutes in and said, I'm so mad at you right now <laughs> for making me watch this movie. Because uh, I did watch it as a little kid. And to the point where like, I remembered some parts from it uh, and remembered liking it. I thought this would be a nice, fun romp to childhood. But this is... It got better. I think there's like a third of a good movie in here. Um but not as bad. I did, yeah. Once we got going, it got real enjoyable. It got real fun. I feel like that's the text you get from every guest <laughs> that we have on Movie Match Mania. <laughs> like, what? I can't believe you're making me watch this. 
But this well, one turned out better because, like you said, there's like a third of a good movie in there. <laughs> what did you? What were your initial thoughts, Brittany? Um, <laughs> I mean, Hulk, Hulk Sammy's kayfabe, brother, kayfabe. It's um, the I wasn't sure at the beginning, but I ended up liking it the most, probably out of any of the movie match mania movies we've watched so far. I feel like it was the most watchable. <laughs> you, you, hold on. You Wait, remember no, the first live. one we Never did? Never mind. I'm sorry. They yes, live. You, as can't, obviously... you can't say this movie is better than they live. Now, <laughs> well, that's I will in walk a off this show. <laughs> I, will, I will walk off this show right now. Someone got to watch They Live. <laughs> Shh, don't worry. About, don't worry about that. This is this is just as good as They Live. According to, this is better than They Live. According to Paul Tammy's uh, Suburban <laughs> I mean, Commando is as good or better than They Live. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh wow. Um, <laughs> that first line, full ADR, sexy raid in. I love that the Hulk, or not the Hulk, I'm sorry, Shep is sent to save the president. And then halfway through, he's like, fuck that. And just <laughs> <laughs> jumps out with his rocket boots. And that's that. So um, that that was a good he, opening. He tried to save him. He tried. He was like, <laughs> oh, he like felt a little. Didn't he say like his name? He's like, oh, like he was upset that he didn't. It wasn't upset that life was extinguished at all. He's like, I don't give a fuck, but <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't perform perfectly. I think it was like, he didn't have the cherry on top. He's like, I killed the guy. Uh, the president died. I got a 98 instead of a hundred. Yeah, like, yeah. Who cares? It, <laughs> that was the amount of carry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, this movie is, uh, and, and there's multiple examples, but the opening is a big one. Where it's, you know, Hulk Hogan is coming from the wrestling world of like being on top and being the main guy and like, well, I can never lose, brother. So, you know, the first scene's got to be me beating up like a hundred dudes in the space hallway <laughs> and rocket boots. Like it's, he ne he can never lose in this movie. Everything he does is like, he's the best guy. He's the good, like everything he does is great and perfect. Even like this, I would even when like. He's on Earth, yeah. And sometimes he gets how Earth works, and sometimes he doesn't. Yeah. He's still like great at everything. I, 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 I got, I got to cut in here, brother, because I don't agree. He was not. He took a bump when he stepped on that skateboard. So that skateboard. Mm. But at the but end, he redeemed it. somehow, because <laughs> well, and he wasn't, and he wasn't necessarily good because he effed up those guys' cars. So I don't. That was like a draw because he's like. You know what? What are you gonna do? Let me guess. You're gonna pound my face. He's like, no. We're, we're, this is the '90s. We're gonna sue you. And it, it was just like it fell. It was hilarious. That was the best joke in the movie. Yeah. It was. It was hilarious for all the wrong reasons because it's like, it, like you can even tell. Like, I'm no director, but you can tell. Like, well, that's a flat take. Like that guy had like, it, it, like he tried so hard, but it just wasn't there. But then it just became, it was like room level hilarious, I thought. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just because of the guy's delivery. Like he's like, he, he almost, he undersells it. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't, I think Hulk did a good job in this, but I think it's because he was playing pretty much the Hulk. Um, <laughs> I think I wasn't like super aware that it was the Hulk that I was watching the whole time. Like I kind of forgot that he was a wrestler outside of the movie for a few a few seconds throughout the movie. You bought um, into the character. You Yeah. Wait, you're saying Hulk, Hulk Hogan going to the, um, I, I want to say, and I, I feel like an idiot, the very famous, who's the lady, the acting 
coach, the world famous one. I'm drawing a blank. Um, are you talking about here at Meisner? Yes. I'm just naming techniques. Yes, yes. It's like he. Thank you, Aaron. That's why we have Aaron on uh, <laughs> <laughs> to, help, to help me with the with the layoff. Um, so yes, so he went to her acclaimed acting school and <laughs> all that knowledge that he had absorbed because obviously he put the time in to become an actor. Of course, and yeah. all that took a year off those, wrestling. He took a year off wrestling and to uh, go to the lady that uh, Aaron said school and uh, <laughs> became classically. He was doing he was doing Shakespeare in the park. I, I love the idea of Hulk Hogan essentially going abroad from wrestling into theater for like one whole year doing <laughs> uh, Cyrano de Bergiac and like, all, all these great, great, uh, like Arthurian and uh, like Shakespearean roles by Hulk Hogan before he. Like he takes, like Batista kind of did. Like not that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm joking, of course, but like Batista actually is like, no, I don't want to be an action movie star. I want to be in fucking Blade Runner, or I want to do serious movies too. Like James Bond, it's still a blockbuster, but it's not like, I mean, it's become a dumb blockbuster, but they're still a little, they're a little classier than like your blow them up movies, James Bond movies. It's it's yeah, Hogan straight up went to the movie business like. Well, I'm just gonna automatically be a movie star. All my, you know, my me being the top guy in wrestling is that's super transferable. It's one to one. <laughs> it's gonna be perfect. Where Batista was like, okay, I know what's, I know what's up. I know my range, and I know where I want to be. Yeah, and also this is right. I think right before the steroid trial, right before the steroid trial happens here, um, Hulk Hogan displays. I'm sorry, Chef Ramsey uh, displays. Uh, bits of roid rage and that's why his uh ship go essentially that's why his ship goes down because it's like uh he tells him to take a break his boss his boss tells him good job and maybe you should take a break and his response is i'm so fucking angry i'm going to wreck my spaceship <laughs> am i am i did i did i view that wrong or yeah he was mad about he, his performance review yes <laughs> <laughs> It's unpaid. They didn't tell him that. They they didn't say that part. Yeah. He wasn't well, and then it also it was Earth or something. Didn't he say like I hate Earth or something well, like that? He's he said he <laughs> I hate Earthlings, <laughs> which I which would have been a good like like come on bringing that as a like a running gag that can be his catchphrase. And then at the end he's like, actually I love Earthlings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was like the first and only time. I just I may, hold on now. I want the title to just be changed to "I Love Earthly." I think I think Aaron just fixed the movie, release the sh release the Shelton cut because I just <laughs> I love like you could just patch together him saying that now. But when did he go to Earth? When when is he visited? What's the backstory behind that? <laughs> That's what I was curious about. I was like, okay, so this implies he's been there before, or <laughs> had run-ins, or that people from Earth are super different from wherever he comes from Wait, so, <laughs> now i want to know so where he, he's from but he's not the guy he's not the guy that killed the guy with the pipe in the other one and had the little girl i thought this was the sequel he's been living on earth and he had a little <laughs> Alyssa Milano. oh no that's just commando okay so suburban <laughs> commando is not, it's not is a sequel not a, is not a sequel because i thought like oh i thought after he saved Alyssa milano i thought maybe he got in a spaceship and Went to go help the presidents of space. It's a direct shit. sequel. I mean, that's that's what I want to see happen. I want to see somebody canonically link 
<laughs> Suburban <laughs> Commando and Commando, and then do a, sequ- uh, a, a sequel to this where it's uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Hulk Hogan as Suburban <laughs> Commandos. You're welcome, Hollywood. Well, I mean, you, you bring up Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I tried to do my due diligence and, and do a little bit of research, uh, even though that's forbidden on my other podcast. But I guess this was originally intended for Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and it was called Urban Commando. <laughs> See, so it was, so I wasn't wrong. And I may have. You, no, no, no. You may, yeah. Maybe I'm the something. <laughs> I don't know if that would have worked as well. Using that um, also reminds me, I think <laughs> I think that um, Christopher Lloyd and Shelley Duvall and the Hulk <laughs> have great chemistry. <laughs> I they think do. They, it's, I was so surprised that they like um, just they seem to just act together very well. I've, it's it's interesting to see even Christopher Lloyd and Shelley in that type of role or this type of movie. But I don't know. I thought it worked really well. I really liked all their characters playing off of each other. They seemed very almost cartoonish, I guess. <laughs> it, it was like sitcom. Yeah, it was like yeah. Sit- it was all it was kind of like, but a little, but better. Like you know, sitcom acting is. I don't want to shit on any sitcom actors, but it's different. It's different than <laughs> yeah. Name names. <laughs> I can't. I'll get fired. Um, like who's 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 not around to defend themselves? It's fucking. Uh, Carol O'Connor, you piece of shit. You, you bigot. Being a bigot isn't acting, you piece of shit. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I love Carol O'Connor. He's actually really a sweet guy in real life. And Archie Bunker's just a character. Don't don't cancel anybody. I also like seeing a different side of Shelly. <laughs> she wasn't in a whole lot of movies over her career. And got to see a very sexy side of Shelly. Shelly Fox. I mean, it, it, uh... she, she tries. She tries. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Shelly Duvall. Sincerely, sincerely, for one second. I do feel bad because Shelly Duvall is going through some shit. And um, she said kind of like the trauma from doing, uh, you know, Stanley Kubrick, The Shining really fucked her up. And I, and I believe that could have happened. I feel bad for her. And she's got some health issues. So. You know, good energy, good energy, because I don't like to kick people when they're down. That's shitty. But uh, definitely, I think maybe she snapped into this depression, too, because, like, she was there looking fine, had the wig on, and Hulk nor um, Christopher Lloyd's character, uh, Charlie Wilcox, were, like, there. So I was like, she crushed her self-confidence, and it shouldn't have. So fuck those guys. I know. She went above and beyond. Although I, I do suspect that she was turning on the charm because she hadn't told Charlie that she she completely renovated her uh, his workshop into uh, a ahead of its time Airbnb <laughs> in a single day, in a single day by herself <laughs> when they're flat broke and barely making the mortgage because that shit's all for because wood, in fact, does grow on trees. So wood does grow on trees. It was, yeah, it was weird. I didn't even think about that. But how could she? You got to admit, Aaron, I know you said this is a third. This Is this in the one third of the good of this movie? Because this this movie predicted Airbnbs. It really. <laughs> is that good, though? Also, smart cars. Yeah. <laughs> smart cars and Airbnb. Is that good that they predicted that? Or are Airbnbs good? <laughs> are you... Was Airbnb influenced by this movie? Yeah, Mr. Mr. B&B saw this and said, this is a good idea. And then he di- and then he died and then his heir took over. So that's why it's heir, Airbnb, because he was the heir of B&B. Oh, I see what you did there. 
They've been trying to change that spelling <laughs> because they got it wrong for no, years. You got this all. No, I'm his heir, you idiot. <laughs> What's, what does sleeping on somebody else's dirty sheets have to do with the air? <laughs> but my, I mean, if you're asking me what the good third of, it's with, when Christopher Lloyd and Hulk Hogan team up and go on their wacky adventures. That's when it's good. That's because they do... Uh, Brittany, I think you said, uh, I'm sorry, Hulk, uh, <laughs> you, uh, yeah, you said that everyone's chemistry is good, but a lot of the movie is them keeping everyone away from each other, which is, which is a shame. Yeah. That's a, that's a good Maybe point. that's why it made such an impact because when they were together, uh, I guess if you think about it, it wasn't really that much time, screen time that they actually were all together on one screen. So maybe that's what, why it stood out, especially well i didn't care enough to write to check the timestamp, but we don't get to we don't get to the wilcoxes till like what i mean with him till 10 minutes in maybe maybe quicker but it feels like there's a lot of his story up front it seems like they took a lot of time i get that i get you gotta establish him but i thought you could do that a lot quicker it's the i think it's the problem of they didn't know whose movie this was so like you have to like Christopher Lord's character is like, well, let's set it up. You kind of set it up as like it's his story. It's as like, here's the day in the life of this schmuck who can't stick up for himself. Yeah. But also you gotta figure you gotta establish like, well, here's Hulk Hogan not knowing how things work, but knowing what rent is. Knowing <laughs> <laughs> knowing how to fix pay uh pay machines or uh, pay phones rather. Like any pay any any paying machines, whatever, <laughs> whatever you use out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, he knew how to fix a vending machine or, you know, smash a vending machine in the right spot to let all the money out. But he didn't know yeah, what the phones were. Because or- it's because it's, it's baby face stuff. It's like, I got to be the nicest guy. I got to I mean, it's a good I'm glad he locked up that dude in the car. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about Hulk Hogan locking a man in a truck and letting his dog oh, that, okay. finish his spaghetti dinner. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Oh no, that's I don't feel comfortable with that dog having two spaghetti din- dinners in one movie. <laughs> even if he is even if he's burning into co- Yeah, I did jump ahead. I get a, I got a little excited. I, I got the I got the comeback a little too soon. About that scene? About that scene. Yeah, no, I was fired up all about that. I was like, but anyway, moving on. We'll come back to that. But yeah, I did love the dog eating spaghetti. If somebody buys the rights, I can't even remember. Uh, I'm not sure who owns the rights to this movie currently. It's new. It was New Line. So New Line, who owns... Lord of the Rings and Freddy Krueger and got fucking everything that New Line essentially owns everything that Disney does not. I mean, there's (laughs) Universal, but even even Universal sometimes. Yeah, but I think New Line ever since uh, they had like, if I can go on, no, it's it's germane to the movie. But New Line started out with it didn't start out, but like the second movie, the movie that made New Line, as everybody knows, Nightmare on Elm Street. So they've always had that weird little um, cool rebellious streak, I guess, because this movie that wasn't, I mean, it was engineered to be a big movie, kind of. It was engineered to be a special effects movie. That's what I'm trying to say. But I didn't think they think it was going to, I didn't think that Wes Craven thought it was going to be as big as it was. Like, I didn't think, I don't think he thought Freddy Mania was going to happen 
I think most of the series that become that successful aren't expected <laughs> to become that successful. I feel like most of like most of the time if somebody's like really trying too hard, it really doesn't it doesn't end up turning into like a mania sort of deal. Yeah. Yeah, nothing runs wild at any point. Um like the dark universe when they were you know, they were oh, calling they were that trying. shot. Yeah. Uh, right universal. Yeah, and it didn't work. Mm-mm. But they should have pulled the trigger on the uh, suburban commando. You know, they had. What I'm saying is, well, my point with that was they have a built-in money net with Freddy Krueger, so you could now you could do a whole suburban commando universe. But just one and done, and that I don't I don't understand that. I think all. I might understand. <laughs> you none of you thought as this as did a sequel. <laughs> it, you would not watch a suburban commando too. <laughs> who is it is it hogan again he comes back would it be hogan or do we do a reboot is there like is john is is it like three is it like dwayne dwayne the rock johnson john cena and hulk hogan is like teaching the new suburban commander? <laughs> yeah i think it's like he's teaching the new kids even though the rock is in his 50s nothing against that i mean he doesn't look like he's in his 50s but you know i think he's in his, almost 50 I think he just turned know how 50, old but he is. still. Some photos he looks as horribly old, and other times he looks great. So, yeah. depends on the Photoshop artist. The old, like when he started wrestling, some of the, those photos, he looks older in those photos <laughs> than he does now. Like in 1998, he looked like he wasn't so, super jacked. And he, he was a bulky guy, but he just didn't look the same. And now he looks like 30 years younger compared to those photos. I think it's, I think it's style. Lighting, camera tricks. <laughs> so, what would what would the what would Suburban Commando Two be called, Aaron? Suburban Commando Two. Yes, uh, I think it's <laughs> there goes the neighborhood. Mm. Is just off the top of my head. That, I, I like that. That's a good pitch. That's... Or cold de sac attack. I like that. We're gonna we're gonna call the sac attack. I hope we get some spicy scenes in that. I, I bet. Mm. <laughs> if was, I hear sack I wanna... attack, I'm hoping for some. <laughs> I'm hoping for some spicy scenes. I'm, yeah. In, in, in this movie, Charlie Wilcox. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, but the, that, that's another irony. His name in the movie is Charlie Wilcox, but he won't cox. So what the like? <laughs> It was that. What's up with that? Come on, Charlie. I I know this was a. I know this was like <laughs> clearly intended as like a kids movie. Hulk Hogan is a children's character. <laughs> Hulk, Hogan, Hulk Hogan as a a being that exists in the universe is a children's character. He's a but he but he is a bar as an entity as a pop culture entity. Maybe at least. At the, if we're talking about 1990, 1991. Yes. He's like a Barney. It's a Barney situation. It's like kids, young teens, adults aren't like, aren't into Hulk Hogan. I, or at least that's the, the, the consensus. Uh, you mean back then? Yeah, back then. So like you couldn't have, you, Shelly Duvall couldn't be too spicy. But if in this remake, <laughs> we might be able to get her. What I'm, say, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is Hulk Hogan should have taught Christopher Lloyd how to fuck. Yeah, and helped yeah. him rekindle. Subur, subur, could it be suburban cuckmando? <laughs> that oh, sounds like all the rails that, now. 
<laughs> that sounds like a whole different fully commando. <laughs> fully com- you've turned this. You've turned. You set up how great this movie was. At how chaste this man was for children's entertainment and then you completely did a 180 but it, it's it's the in these type of movies it's you especially you the the good part of the movie is the odd couple situation mm-hmm. and in those kind of movies it's like hey i teach you you teach me we learn from each other yeah you know hulk hogan learns to be like a little kinder and nicer from christopher lloyd and then hogan teaches them how to like be confident and like actually please his wife <laughs> for once. Stand up for himself. Put a little muscle behind him. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like this, brother. Does he wear the... Does he... Does he it's, okay, I imagine... Will made a thrusting motion yeah, yeah, for those listening. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I imagine some kind of thing like... Uh, oh, there's, there's that cat. <laughs> we have a special impromptu guest, but we love her. I know. I she always makes some sort that. of appearance. That was, I didn't want people to think that there was a predator. It, it, it sounded like a predator. He, and then the predator shows up. No, fuck like this. <laughs> if you want her to make that sound, fuck like this. Oh, no. <laughs> I just imagine it's like a, remember Footloose? Of course, you guys have seen Footloose, right? The original Footloose. I haven't seen Footloose, but I know that's, that I, I get the gist. Yeah, so he's doing, like, let's hear it for the boy. It was also a music video, but it's where um, it's where Kevin Bacon teaches Chris Penn's awkward duck how to dance because he really likes to dance and he wants to get girls and be cool like Kevin Bacon. So they're, like, listening to the song called Let's Hear It For The Boy, and then he's teaching them all these dance moves, and he goes from the montage where he goes from really shitty because look how he's this goofy big guy and then at the end he's almost showing up kevin bacon wow and then it's like over that song but i think there should be that scene like aaron said in this movie where it was just like hulk hogan is showing christopher lloyd sex moves to like <laughs> is it real american uh, like, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like that's the song for the montage i don't know i was gonna say it could also be like uh, construed as wrestling moves, but like, so the kids think that he's just teaching him wrestling. The adults know what he's really teaching. So it's like one of those <laughs> double, kid, yeah. double-sided things. Everybody's double pleased. Entendre. Yeah. That's a good, like, the kids walk in like, Dad, where are you and the Hulkster doing? <laughs> oh, wrestling! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They could have they done it. They could have played it. I, Get out of here, Marty. <laughs> go, go bleach your eyes. <laughs> Speaking of that, I thought there was going to be more... I thought the movie was going to be more about kids based on the cover art that I saw before I watched this. Because he's, like, holding up a kid on a skateboard or something, and there's, like, some other kids around him. And I'm like, oh, is this going to be, like, a... A situation where he ends up like babysitting yeah. or something, a bunch of kids, and there's like, well, that's Mr. Nanny, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, is it going to be that type of situation? You, like, you no, thought it was about kids? <laughs> I thought it was going to be th- like Hulk Hogan babysitting a bunch of kids. I thought you thought it was like Hulk and Larry Clark's kids, where all the kids have giant problems, but he's the instigator of their problems. He's just <laughs> an asshole, and he's preying on these young kids. I was not thinking that. <laughs> you, but you, we've all seen, you You know, you've seen kids, of course, right? With the girl. It's awful. Yeah. Have, yeah, have that you, horrible Have you movie. seen this? No, it's a good movie, but it's a, it's depressing, yeah. But imagine Hulk Hogan and I've never that. watched kids. You I, not watch kids there? Neither neither the movie nor just in general. <laughs> well, I've never watched kids. 
They mm. it's because they don't it's their parents don't understand because you'll have their kids cooler than the parents. <laughs> no, no, what you, no, you thought I was going some dark place. No, 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 no. no. It's like parent, <laughs> parents. I thought just, you were just quoting Will Smith. I, I, I was. I was secretly trying to quote Will Smith, but we can't say his name anymore. Or we get canceled because we can't. Not allowed. Uh, but uh, bringing that back around, I would not slap Christopher Lloyd. He's amazing. Even though he, even though I do don't I don't agree with his um, marital problem solving issues, but once again he was stressed out, so it's not bust his balls too much. Hulk, Hulk should have came from the future with some blue chew or whatever, and then just like, <laughs> <laughs> hey brother, to take this, and then maybe like Charlie Wilcox, Charlie Wilcox yeah. again. Yeah. I think I think it was a pun. The more I say his name, I think they're like, what's his name? Charlie Wilcox, because even though he doesn't cox in this movie. By the end of this movie, he's gonna cox, or it will will imply that he's coxing. Oh yeah, you know that's movie. like the post-credit scene. <laughs> after after he just after he shoots a red light, causing massive traffic jams. <laughs> can you explain to me that scene? Let's talk about that scene. So there's a scene, multiple scenes. The fucking running gag, the weirdest <laughs> running gag. I don't know in any movie. But weren't they stopping at the? Were they were like. They weren't even stopping in the correct place, or is that just weird California traffic that I don't understand? Because it seemed like they were stopping, like in the middle, like underneath the red light, and I didn't, I didn't fucking get that. Like they were a mile away from the red light. I thought Charlie was just like he was. Just, he had like uh, yellow light nervousness, <laughs> and ended up in the middle of the thing, and then he had to like back up. Oh, back up, right? Back so I thought up. it was Charlie that was the odd one out, not the rest of the cars. No, it's yeah, but when they start, I I agree with what you're saying. But when they're not, when he starts the shot, the cars aren't already moving. It's like a race, so they're stopped at least in the one shot. So they're stopped at like this weird. They're stopped at like at a one, marker. There, there's two red lights, so it's oh, they're racing from red light to red light. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, as well, you do, you got to get to the next red light as fast as you can. It, he, I didn't Charlie. think the shot established that well enough. Maybe. This is what I'm. This is what I'm going to pick on this movie about, and I'm probably, <laughs> and I probably just didn't notice it. it. It is a little convoluted, the 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 shot selection, and as far as figuring out a clear landscape. But Charlie's completely in the wrong in this. Just go, dude. Just, <laughs> just blow just a traffic. Go. You're you're, you're gonna you're gonna cause an accident. But it establishes his nervousness for like authority, because he's like, oh, I better like he's the type of guy that would like stop and cause a big problem just to back up instead of just going through it. He, he like uh, he's the Dante. It's true Hicks. to his character till the end. It it is true. He's the Dante Hicks, even though Clerks came out later. He, he would tell the story of <laughs> that he would shit his pants because he'd rather shit his pants than make a fuss. But he, he he's an amazing guy. Now from shitting his pants, which he never did, uh, to Don, <laughs> to praising him. I, I met him recently, and um, he was super cool. And then I said I got to talk to him. And the one question I had to ask him, he's like expecting Back to the Future or, you know, any two frame Roger Rabbit. What's that? Oh, yeah. You didn't ask him about Suburban Commando, did you? Yes, I asked him about (laughs) Suburban Commando. And he, there's a picture of this and I got to find it and I'll post it on our Facebook page and our Instagram. But there's a picture that my buddy Will Bozarth, thank you, Will was taking as I was asking this question, I had no idea that was going down. So there's photographic evidence of me asking <laughs> Christopher Lloyd about Suburban Commando. I don't- We have to take your word for it that that's what you're saying in that photo then. 
I'm not ever going to own a house. I'm not going to have kids. I'm not going to be rich or famous, but I will hang my head on the fact that my legacy will contain me having a photographic image of me talking to Christopher Lloyd about Suburban Commander. What did you ask him? I asked him, how did you like working on Suburban Command? <laughs> the question, the question, the burning questions, Aaron, of course. How did you like working on Suburban Commando? What was it like working on Suburban Commando? Why don't you talk more about Suburban Commando? <laughs> Where's my Suburban Commando? And? <laughs> and so on and so forth. No, what did he say? Oh. Why would you set this up? <laughs> tell us. What do you think about Suburban Commando? He said... He said, hold on, <laughs> no, no. he said, <laughs> he, he said, I had so much fun making that movie. He said, I went to, uh, I went, he called, he sound like a caveman. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do gruff, not a caveman. No, he, no, he's not, he's like not a caveman. He's like got the gruff, gruff, sweet. I guess he's gruff. He's gruff yeah. and sweet and direct all at once. I'll, I'll let you finish. I'm That's sorry. all right. He said, "It threw me off." No, <laughs> no it's okay. <laughs> he's like, uh, uh, "Hulk." I loved going to Hulk's movie or uh, Hulk's bouts. He called him his bouts, and he's like, oh, he, "There was he was uh, a master. He was like a master in his world." And then, like he said it like so eloquently, like the most eloquent description I've heard about somebody going to a pro wrestling match. And then he's like, "And he was actually he was pretty good in Oz too." But he was like he like he really had. Respect and admiration for not only Hulk Hogan, but Hulk Hogan trying to become an actor and said he had like so much fun. And I was like, fuck, that's super, he doesn't awesome. like Christopher Lloyd could say that movie's a piece of shit. And um, I'm glad it died on the vine. And I only want to talk about and I'm not saying like celebrities are like that, but some celebrities are like, I don't want to, you know, that movie's, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. They're really but he's just like, yeah. he holds it in <laughs> great like reverie with uh, some of the most iconic pop culture films of all time. It's like all the same to him, like just different memories. I was like, that's, that's a good way to look at life. Like, that's great. you know, ubiquitously. That's cool. Yeah. It's very nice. I can, I can see him reacting that way. That seems, that's what I would imagine him. That's how I'd imagine him reacting. Yeah. It was, it was super cool. There, there is, there is a plot to this movie. We've just been free jazzing <laughs> on it, but there's the, not, uh, but go on. Well, he's trying to rebuild his spaceship. Well, originally uh, he's trying he's, to recharge it. Yeah, he, yeah. That's I, all. Thank you. Just like an early, early electric vehicle, he needs a recharge. But since it's 1991, it's going to take like six weeks. So he's supposed to be taking a vacation while his vehicle recharges. That's um, where he yeah. goes into the Wilcoxes. He goes into the Wilcoxes yeah, Airbnb. Airbnb. The, the proto Airbnb of the Wilcoxes. Meanwhile, we Charlie Wilcox is getting rode by his bastard ass boss who's played by larry miller larry miller always plays a bastard i don't know if you re recognize larry miller like he's uh he was in 10 things i hate about you he was her dad he was in nutty professor he was the asshole boss he was in something else and he was an asshole boss he always plays like an asshole boss typecast a little he's, he's he is typecast yeah he's i mean the best to do it he is so you know who he is and you agree. I do I know his name? No. Do I know like, hey, it's that guy who's an asshole. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Where's the we we need the documentary on him. I'm glad that he got his spot and fame, but I think he's really funny stand-up comedian too. Yeah, he's 
he is trying so hard. They just said, dude, just go off, say horrible things to these Japanese actors. <laughs> uh, and he, he does, he like, he is, he is trying to like stretch out these scenes. And it does feel like a thing where like the director's like, I love this guy. Let me got to put more of him in the movie. <laughs> yeah. of him just riffing. I was, were... I was even kind of shocked where he went with some of them. I'm like, okay, well, I can see this character doing this. <laughs> for sure he definitely would mm-hmm. say that. That, that that would not happen today though that would still that would be considered <laughs> low brow by today's standard which i'm not saying i disagree with but i'm saying <laughs> that today you wouldn't say anything like remotely you might close not. to that would be offensive <laughs> but Unless, yeah so he has know, like he has this like oh sorry like trampled over you but i wanted to get the plot yeah. out there before we lose it too much um Charlie is being cucked by his boss real bad. And his boss is crazy. Uh there there's also the the secretary which I love. She's just kind of like She's so good. She's so good. She's super good. And she actually she comes fucks. in later too. Oh, she definitely fucks. <laughs> for sure. She likes her um she likes burly boys as we find out later. <laughs> But so she's great and she kind of like d- drives it in to Charlie a little bit that like, oh, couldn't do it. Oh, OK, see you later then, you know, because Charlie's trying to go in there demanding a raise or threatening to leave or whatever. And he just can't do it because he's a bit big wimp. And um, that's how it sets up. And Hulk and the family get together and the rest of the movie happens. But <laughs> <laughs> it's I think it. The problem is that half of the movie, the first half of the movie, once he's at their place, mm-hmm. it's just Hulk out in the neighborhood interacting with everyone and doing good deeds. And it's just all these like weird comedy bits mm-hmm. where the joke is sometimes he's so strong and he doesn't know his own strength or he doesn't know how earth works or what a mime is. Man, they hit that mime joke. That mime. Like oh, they, three they, times. Yeah, they milked that. <laughs> they, that, that <laughs> out of all the jokes, out of all the recurring, uh, the re- well, they did the cat twice. They did the cat twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and it up the ante. I thought the cat gag was good because that's not my cat launches the cat. And then, oh, that's not like, or that is my cat. Or she t- he takes the cat down and then launches the little girl. I was like, mm-hmm. that that was genius. Like Chef's Kiss. It's it's like it's like it's like a poem. It rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah, that reoccurring bit, like this reoccurring bit of me being on the show, it, it really <laughs> grated. It was just like really grating. No, I, I agree. <laughs> and the poor mime, the mime was played by Tom Morga, who played uh Jason in the uh Friday the thirteenth part five, a new beginning. I didn't know that. Really? That but little I, mime? I read that on IMDb. Yeah, he that little mime. <laughs> That's per I mean, it makes sense if for Jason to also for the person who plays Jason to also play a mime. It, it, I it mean, does. yeah, he doesn't really talk, so you gotta be very expressive with your body. It, he, Interesting. He was the was he was a cab driver at the end, I thought. It wasn't him? At the end at the end of which movie? At the end of <laughs> Suburban Commando. Jason does not become a cab driver. <laughs> yeah, he's like the fake. Well, that that may have been a better ending because the, if you haven't seen Jason Five, shame on you. But you find out it's not Jason; it's a paramedic named Roy, and his son was murdered in the uh, at the special camp. I, I didn't say that the nicest way, but you know what I'm saying. Where the bad kids go. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> <laughs> the bad kid. <laughs> they went to the mm-hmm. bad kid farm, you know. Bad <laughs> <laughs> kid farm. Yeah, uh, I think he time. was though. They they like they ran that bit to the very end. Yeah, doesn't he just like hop out and run? I can't really remember. He has something at the end where he's just like, "Fuck he, this! I recognize you. I'm out." He's like, "Fuck!" He just quits acting after that. I think because <laughs> legitimately, Paul Kogan didn't know how to pull his punches. You know, he was he was hitting him with live rounds. Oh no! He he threw me up on that balcony. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. But yeah, so um, yeah, so so okay. I don't have very good like bridges or like. Uh, subject changes, so I just kind of neither do did it. Hulk. Hulk Hogan couldn't do bridges in the ring. He was mostly a power. I can't. Yeah. So, I, so Hulk Hogan and I, we don't do bridges. So Hulk goes around the neighborhood for a while, does his thing. Charlie gets suspicious Shep. of Hulk or uh, Shep. Gets suspicious, yeah. finds a cool gun that uh, he accidentally shoots through the B and B and blows up his neighbor's car. <laughs> 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 I love it because it doesn't vaporize the Airbnb or like any, but they hit the as car. As soon as it hits the completely... car, <laughs> that's the <laughs> like stopping. The <laughs> that's the limit. Like the body of the car is made of just gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> like of the stock car, it's all it's just it's just calcified gas gasoline. <laughs> so, so he gets suspicious, does all that. And I mean, do we even see the results of that? The car being blown up? I don't think we see any no, repercussions. Those neighbors never make another. <laughs> That's just it. That's just the end of that line. They're like, we're going to see you. You'll hear from us. That's it. They make, so. they make an appearance in the movie Neighbors. <laughs> it's, where all, it's, it's where all the neighbors from movies that they never came back to go. <laughs> they, all it's go the spin-off. they all go to one neighborhood. <laughs> It's it's the neighbors verse of of course. <laughs> it's the neighbors verse and Joss Whedon is doing it and it's amazing and you better not say anything else or you're or you're not brave and not oh, no. <laughs> It's I mean that the gun thing kicks the actual plot off because then it it's a signal to uh the to some bounty hunters and a group of people who are looking for Ramsey uh one bounty hunters played by well one one of them is the undertaker <laughs> not yet but he's not the undertaker yet this is before he debuted as the undertaker really this is pre under wait a- this is yeah pre undertaker undertaker wow because okay. i have a bit of trivia on this that i okay. that i did read from the internet but i i will tell my sources i think it was imdb but um Apparently, and I did not know this even as a wrestling fan. So they did a thing before with No Holds Barred or Tiny Lister, who was actually just an actor, like a tough guy, but they wanted his character to come out of the movie and wrestle Hulk Hogan as a promotional thing. And they called it, it's kind of where I got the idea for this podcast, Movie Match Mania, because it was the movie, The Match. It was, you could watch No Holds Barred, and then there was like this special just one event match that you bought like for $10 or six, $7. And you'd see Hulk Hogan wrestle Zeus from the movie, which didn't make any fucking sense because he's Rip Thomas in the movie. Like, so wouldn't, wouldn't Zeus come out as tiny Lister? Aren't they like their alter ego? It's it's breaking all kinds of multiversal laws, but (laughs) they did it. And I think what they intended to do with this was, have this character come out of the suburban commando movie like it was it was like in the primordial stage i think 
I think it probably happened this way because Bruce Pritchard had been watching the undertaker, Bruce Pritchard from Texas undertaker was big in Texas. Um, he wrestled, I think Bruce Pritchard even like did some stuff with him, but he was like Texas red. He was under this mass or yeah, I think it's t- Texas red. And he was just like this big hulking, like some jobber tall, j- no offense, but tall jobber guy. You would see like, Oh, that guy's <laughs> tall, but he's awkward and he doesn't win any matches. But Mark Calloway was actually good. He, they said there was like this old guy named uh, Don Jardine. Cause this is a wrestling knowledge podcast, by the way. So Don Jardine, he, he moved and he had aerial attack, but he was so massive. Like he didn't need to do that, but it was like beautiful, but you've seen, you've both seen stuff of the undertaker where he like dives and it's like, he's graceful. He's a graceful big dude. Even as he got older and fucked his body up, he was still pretty goddamn graceful for how big and tall as he was. Mike awesome was too, but undertaker was just like one of those dudes is like, he's got everything. He, he could actually probably do, gymnastics if they get high enough it's fucking weird but um yeah that so they were coming up with this idea of bringing him to wwf I, i'm pretty sure bruce richard said let's sign him and then <clears throat> at the same time hulk hogan's making this movie they need a big guy we just signed a big guy throw him in this movie we don't know what his gimmick is just have him sign a contract <clears throat> he'll be in this movie and then i think they probably developed the undertaker after they signed the contract because i think he would have because he's portrayed goofy in this, and I don't think they would have portrayed him goofy <laughs> if he was supposed to be this badass character. Afterward, yeah. 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 Yeah, and you had me try and guess for a long time <laughs> who he was. I did ask movie. Brittany if she knew who he was. Yeah, I didn't get it. It took me... <laughs> I didn't recognize him. He looks so different. Oh, no, he... he. I mean, he is, <clears throat> he is goofy, but I think better actor than Hogan in this mm. movie. Better voice actor for sure. <laughs> Cuz he's when the set piece of when Hogan throws him up through the ceiling and he's going through like 20 different scenes. <laughs> yeah. And like the like weird cartoony like he's really selling every bump. Yeah. And like also what a set piece. <laughs> it was like, like they weren't hard on that one. It was like and I appreciate it. I can was this this was after Roger Rabbit. So I imagine they're like Chris, what did what uh, what have you done on previous films? What have you seen on your previous films that we could like do that you'd like to do again? He's like, well, I saw on Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit went all the way. He went through twenty floors. I want to go. I want what? Maybe this big guy should go through twenty floors. It would be hilarious. And then like I think like that's what happened because it's very. There's only one link here to that kind of violence, and it's Roger Rabbit, obviously. And Christopher Lloyd was in Roger Rabbit, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and Christopher Lloyd is in Suburban Commando. So I think the cartoonish violence was that was uh, propagated in um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit to cross over into this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely a movie made by comedy people. That that was like the main focus. I think I think they just came up with a bunch of bits and like, how can we put this together? <laughs> where someone wears power armor. <laughs> it feels that way. I feel like the tone is all over the place. Uh, one of the first things I noticed, like change of tone is always a music cue. So like at the beginning, it sounds like knockoff, like discount Star Wars soundtrack. <laughs> and then you get like kind of like the silly, it's not like when he lands on Earth, it's very like 80s, even though it was made in 1991, but it's still very 80s. Um, all the way through until you get to... <laughs> Like a this scene in a bank once the once the uh, bounty hunters come down and steal 
steal his gun and all this stuff. They go and rob a bank and it's like a freeze gun. But the first thing I hear is like Christmas music. I'm like, wait a minute, is this Christmas music? <laughs> right. <laughs> like a complete tonal change. <laughs> like, yeah, what, what does robbing of what does freezing people? I get there's snow, but I don't. Would would you would you have been so like thrown off thrown off your game watching the same? Oh, there's snow, but why is there no Christmas music? Like when you watch <laughs> when you watch around. documentaries about penguins, when you watch March of the Penguins, do you anticipate Christmas music? Is it is it just cold music now? Like cold, that's just the cold. That's the standard cold music now. But the tonal that changes was, in music throughout. If you were to just listen to the soundtrack of the movie, you'd yeah. be like, "What is this?" Like you would not. You could not figure out, I don't think, <laughs> what type of movie this is. Because it goes from that, then you get some like video game music for the arcade scene. You get like cartoon music for the like climax we were just talking about, where there's just like all this cartoonish looking effect. Shelly Duvall never climaxed. <laughs> oh, wait, <it> was the... <laughs> that's the point. She's like oh, the I climax, mean... there was no climax in this movie. <laughs> and then you get um <laughs> Then you get like, what do you get at the end? Oh, you get like almost like horror, like thriller, like sci-fi horror music at the end. <laughs> and so if you were to listen to just the soundtrack, I feel like you would never be able to figure out what this movie was supposed to be. That would be a very fun game of, okay, guess what this movie's about based on the, <laughs> based on the soundtrack. <laughs> oh my God. There's, I, am I remembering correctly? It's a lot of like Jamaican like, yeah, there was some, a bunch of that. There's too, some yeah. reggae. Yeah, it's like reggae. All over like the place. Little, yeah. It was that, it was like that era where, there's no other way to say this, but it's like white people. Like, can we do some reggae? Is that, are we laugh? <laughs> is, okay? is that cool? Are we not going to get our ass beat? And people are like, fuck, like we're the most chill people ever. Do reggae. Like, I feel like there weren't a lot of white reggae artists until <laughs> like they knew they'd be accepted by the original reggae artists. Because re reggae is kind of, it's from Jamaica and a lot of the obviously people from Jamaica are Jamaican. So I don't, I think people, <laughs> the clash, obviously uh, nice. the clash, the clash were like the first ones that implemented dub because I feel like they reached across cultures and made it like in a sincere way, you know, do you know what I'm trying to say? It would have been very, it kind of was still like very eighties for like white artists to like mimic black artists but you always had that even with elvis but i think the clash is the one that started the reggae infusion into white music is what i'm saying good tangent I, it, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's my comment <laughs> no no i i get what you're saying so yeah so the the musical tone is all over the place <laughs> we didn't talk we didn't talk about this scene Charlie saves this girl who also wants to reward him with sex, which made me feel awkward. But it was implied she was going to award. She was going to give reward. him a favor, yeah. Yeah, she was going to reward Charlie, a happily married man, just under some stress because Larry Miller is his boss. And we all know Larry Miller is the biggest asshole boss. You know, I just feel like but you really felt for this guy because he's getting thrown in Almost all these Almost bombarded on all sides when he's already overstressed from the beginning of the movie and he's just having more and more things piled on. It's, eh, it's a little, it's a little self-inflicted. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was self-inflicted. 
Yeah, just, I don't know, man. Stick up for your... I know that's the whole point of the movie is that he learns how to stick up for himself somehow. Um, it's just a magic switch that kind of flips on finally. <laughs> so are you saying, Aaron, essentially, you're saying you're you're punching down on Charlie. Well, you're like, you piece of sh- you're a piece of shit because you choose to be a piece of shit. Is that... <laughs> just a little... So- it's... It's... It's, I mean, that's the point, right? Is that it is comical. It's like at a comical level of, of cuckery. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that, I think that goes on the box. I think they should do a new uh, okay. HD release and have your quote. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Two thumbs up. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're saying it's brought on. It's self-manifested cuckery. Yeah. He's, I mean, cause like. He finds the gun. He he. There's a bit where he's like, "I'm gonna tell Hulk to leave." Uh, sorry, that's that, that's that's the best Christopher Lloyd <laughs> I can do. On short, We're on all such gonna short do notice. his voice at some point. I think. <laughs> Get tonight. out of here! Uh, Get out of here, you son of a bitch! Uh, he can't, even though he knows that he has a space gun, <laughs> and he can lift heavy appliances, and he's just doing reps on heavy appliances. That's all he works out with is heavy appliances. <laughs> he, does, he doesn't use normal earth weights. Like he sneak, sneaks into a spaceship, steals his power armor, that is, and like he's he's move. the cause of all the problems. <laughs> he, yeah. Yeah, so he's a self, he's doing it to himself. He's like those people who thrive off of drama or just always being busy or always being stressed. He's doing it to himself. Charlie Wilcox is a drama queen. You're saying, you you got that from this, watching this, you've got that. I think, I don't know his past, but he he's he's good at playing the victim. I think he's used to that role. Is this uh, to an unhealthy degree? I'm glad he gets out of it. Is this by, like the scene by in- getting a gun? <laughs> yeah, a very American movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just insane. You're re- like a Godard movie. You're like I can see he's a tortured soul, but he's <laughs> he's bringing this on himself. He, he he's self-flagellating. <laughs> Ian McKellen. So yeah, so Christopher Lloyd studied Ian McKellen to get down facial movements for this film. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> Confirmed by me uh, when I asked uh, Ian McKellen. I like that the uh, chain is called Surfenberger. I always like movie chains. I'm a sucker for that. I'm not one of these guys mm-hmm. that needs to own the T-shirt of all of them, but I do like in-house chains. Unless Surfenberger is a real place, but not that I saw. I did research a little bit. Though. I think I'm, I blacked out at that point. <laughs> I do not remember them going to any fast food place. They, they went. They just. He went to. Uh, it wasn't a big. It was like a just a, a transitional shot, but it was surfing burger, and I, I was thinking Big Kahuna Burger. So I wonder once again if Quentin Tarantino watched um, Suburban Commando and was. Uh, I think he was influenced by. I think this movie has probably laid a lot more influence into the cultural and cinematic zeitgeist that we give it credit for. <laughs> Especially with the Airbnb and um, the also the bug spaceship, which looks very suspiciously a lot like the bugs from Starship Troopers. I know they're mm-hmm. not spaceships in Starship Troopers, but that design is very similar, I would say. Legally similar. <laughs> Legally similar, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of seeing that. Yeah, I didn't think about it while I was watching, but. Are you, are you a big fan of Starship Troopers? Yeah, oh, well, you already know I am. I uh, <laughs> There is a reused, the reason I brought this up, there's a reused prop in this film when they're hunting Shep's stolen uh, freeze ray that um, Charlie lost. 
they have a PKE meter is how they're tracking. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's how they're tracking the freeze gun, which I thought was hilarious. And like the PKE meter, if you watch old sci-fi movies after Ghostbusters, it like shows up in everything. It's fucking amazing. And a PKF meter. It's a good prop. I had one as a kid. Yeah. Little plant. Uh, well, it came with a proton pack. Oh, that's awesome. And then the trap. Did you have the trap? I did have a trap. Yeah, I had. I, and I would slide it around. It had little wheels on it. It, glow, it glows in the dark. Or I think the one glows in the dark. Mm-hmm. The one that I had. Maybe it was a later. The premium later version. <laughs> glows in the well, dark. Well, they sometimes they do different things. But I had the same thing. It's like the, It was like Nerf. Nerf made the proton pack, and then it's the same with all this stuff. And I guess they've re-released some of it again for adults. Oh yeah. Boys. Well, I mean, it's, it's about that time. They're re-releasing right. everything for adults now, from the '80s and '90s. And then, as we were talking about earlier, they're remaking everything, but in an adult way, <laughs> too. So, so you're saying we should remake *Suburban Commando* into a sitcom, which is perfectly designed for, but an adult-themed sitcom like *Bel Air*, where somebody <laughs> might get killed by the bounty hunter. The freeze gun actually is not good. Like Charlie can't loses his memory. It, he can't. He's like in a a Han Solo like stasis for like six episodes, <laughs> where she has to have a, a good cry before he actually gets out of it. We're not sure if he's gonna make it. Yeah, it's, it's, played, it's not played for laughs anymore. It's all serious tone. He's yeah. The very last shot of the episode is his finger just wiggling a little bit, so you know he's okay. <laughs> yeah, a little bit ice dripping off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like it. So, what happens next, Will? <laughs> did we do it? Did we say all the movie? Yet? How did? No, There's a, big, a whole big finale that's awesome and has super awesome practical oh, effects me. on it that I was kind of shocked and surprised by. Yeah, well, we find out that the emperor or the president—I forget what was em- his name. Uh, I don't remember his name. But the emperor was not dead. He was because the president died, but the other guy did not die. Was, uh, Tudor, Sutor, Sutor, General that Sutor. was yes. How could I forget Sutor? Thank you. That once again, this is why Aaron's our guest. He did the homework. I wrote it somewhere. I, I thought I wrote, yeah, Emperor Sutor is that or Sutor. I don't know if it's Sutor or Sutor, and I don't give a shit to look up. But if they're gonna do a spinoff, we're gonna have to know. If we're gonna do a sitcom about it, I better do some research. But uh, he's not dead. And he's going to kill Charlie's family, which has become like a surrogate family to ship if he doesn't uh, turn himself in. It's heavy. It is. It is. And he, so he like hops out of the ship to kind of sacrifice him. I don't know if he was like totally planning on sacrificing himself, but he was going to blow up the ship. I I feel like Shep, even after all this time, would not sacrifice himself, but he kind of had a plan. So he sets his ship to self-destruct. So he's like, I'll just... I'm going to be stuck on Earth or whatever and um, hops out of the ship after the family comes back to help Shep because they grow some balls. I actually feel like it's uh, Jenny or like Shelley Duvall's character, Jenny. I feel like it's Jenny that still even kind of convinces him at the end. Like, we're just going to leave, you know, we're going to leave him behind. They like turn around. They have this big like finale. The emperor. Did you say he was an emperor, right? He's an emperor. An emperor. This emperor ends up like shedding his skin and turning into this like crazy like reptilian like creature from the Black Lagoon, gooey, slimy looking like. <laughs> she runs through the kids with a he- through a hedge maze. 
She, runs, she, she, she gathers yeah. those kids and runs with them through a huge hedge maze of somehow of frozen. Somehow frozen. The Christmas music cues up. Because <laughs> 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 we got to know it's cold. Um, <laughs> no, but um, anyway, yeah, he turns into this like crazy monster, which I didn't e- expect. Another like tone change <laughs> right at the end of the movie. <laughs> Um, and I was super impressed by the practical effects. Um, kind of not in tone with the rest of the movie, but um, a cool way to end it. <laughs> it's, um, it's just digging. I wonder, like, re look at images of the suit because it is rad. He's got little dangly yeah. bits in the front. It's super well designed. He's, it's like it's got kind of a xenomorph, like exoskeleton look. Yeah. It was uh, it was on the cover of Starlog. <laughs> really? <laughs> I made Starlog. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, I mean, if you if that's the cre- if you made that, you know, yeah. that's that's rad for for them, and and the, and it should be because it is really good. Yeah. Um, did y'all ever watch the Giver or the Giver Two Dark Force? I think yeah, it was yeah, for the Giver Two. No. It's very it, yeah, it's very those kind of like. It's clearly a dune in a suit, but they're like nice and goopy and weird. Oh, I like that. And and gremlin <laughs> textured. Yeah, uh, it's the Giver. I can't. Remember, one is really good, and then one is Mark. The first, so the first Giver movie does have Mark Hamill, and he's like a side character. He's like a reporter, and and that was. Uh, Hold on, you're making me look stuff up. So that was Steve Wang, who's like a right. creature designer, and okay. Screaming Mad, what's, Screaming what's Mad George. Yeah, they did a cover thing. And then the sequel, Guyver Dark Hero. I'm half looking at Wikipedia on this. Half of this is from the dome, so don't be too impressed. Um, but like the the Dark Hero, that's just Steve Wang. Oh, okay. Uh, by, by his lonesome doing a sequel. But it does star David Hayter. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. The writer of the X-Men films. <laughs> well, and, well, more importantly, the voice of uh, who, Brittany? Snake. I can't take that. That's her thing. She loves Metal Gear. That's Metal her favorite Gear. thing. You gotta yell David. it. <laughs> Snake. <laughs> so I, so I think, so what I think we learn is that Brittany needs to watch Giver for for that. I should, oh, that yeah. David, I, mean, I didn't know he's in Hader. it. I better get on it. it. Is he in the sequel or the original? He is in the sequel. Let's find out if he's in. I don't think he stars in the in the voice. But is it just his voice, or is he in the in suit? In Giver. Doesn't matter. No, it's it's him. I mean, he's in the suit. He's the dude. That's that's really impressive. He's probably like. Dude, I can just live off my fucking voice. I'm not going to get my ass kicked. Over. Jimmy fucking Walker is in the first Giver, by the way. Jimmy Walker? Like, not Jimmy yeah. Walker, like Dino Mike. No. Yes, Dino Mike. No, it is Jimmy not. Walker. That is, mm-hmm. no, it is not. Guys, bring me back on for the Giver. We'll have a great time. <laughs> you heard it here first. We're going to do an episode on both Giver movies coming up. Yes, it is confirmed, signed, sealed, and delivered on our sister uh, show, Signals from Pittsburgh. <laughs> cross promotion with ourselves cross promotion with ourselves and comedy <laughs> house park yeah i think so the point is shep is like jesus he wrote he arrived from a far land i oh, know wait jesus was born here hold on let me just take that again <laughs> shep was like uh, superman he came from a foreign world had substantially more power here but then learned to love people in the american way uh, fell in love with a human. He did. Yeah. Oh my God. What's what? His secretary, um, Margie. Margie. God. Margie was all about it. She called him. 
she didn't she say I love a hurly burly boy? I love burly boys, yeah. Oh, I love burly, burly <laughs> boy. <laughs> and uh, and Chep was like, yes, being a burly boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm one of those. I think I think Vince McMahon actually probably took a look Wrote at this line. script before. Yeah, and I think they're like, Hulk, Hulk, I got a great line for this. <laughs> I love. Burly boys. <laughs> and then I think he's like, yeah, yeah, dude. That's yeah. And then just like fought for that line to be in there. Because everybody knows Vinnie Mac loves Burly Boys. <laughs> he just signed a Burly Boy. He just had the Undertaker coming on. After mm-hmm. well, he didn't know who the hell he was. He just knew he was a Burly Boy and he wanted him. Yep. So, <laughs> so I mean, we we I think we gotta give some love to to who played Margie. Joanne Deering. I believe was in one of the Chud movies. I think <laughs> oh. Chud Two. Is Chud Two? Is Chud Two really a Chud movie? That's gonna be its own. That's gonna be its uh, own know. podcast. But she's she's so good in this. It's like, yeah, you're a fun secretary. You're smoking hot. This, you know, like good good for you, Hulkster. Did you stalk her on Instagram after you? Do like I wonder <laughs> what's what's this oh, idea up to? Yeah, I, I scrolled through to a picture from like. 2012 liked it by accident. <laughs> Unliked it real quick. And she's like, and then you get a DM. Why'd you unlike yeah. the message? I like, yeah. I like Burly Boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And that's how I met your mother. <laughs> this, this is actually, this is devolving into a meta spinoff show that we just create a sitcoms for Aaron. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. I need all, I need all the pitches I can get. Spinoff of all the, of the spinoffs, and this uh, Shep Ramsey, I imagine, is is killed in a horrible space war, and then you're just like <laughs> you're the rebound guy. You're the nice guy. You have barbecues. Oh, you, nice. got, you, got a, you got a couple kids. Your wife your wife died in a horrible car accident, and you're not you're not sure if you're ready to move on yet or not because you want to honor your marriage for your daughters but you also want a positive role model for your daughters around. And you think she could be the one. She, she's a working woman. She knows what she wants and she goes out and get it. That's a great role model. And, yeah. I think. <laughs> she's confident. She knows her worth. Mm-mm. I, and I think we call it uh, suburban man dad go or dango. I, <laughs> man, <laughs> man, dad dango. Man. No, 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 not that word. Not that. You're gonna have to beep that word. No, not that one. S- suburban fandango. When I just <laughs> let everyone know when movies st- movies start. Uh, that's <laughs> suburban fandango is a per- is a perfect um, segue into. Um, Elizabeth Moss, um, I really loved her, and then I found out she was into uh, Scientology. A lot of hot takes oh. on this. But also, she was, I don't know if she's still into Scientology, but then I didn't, I think she's like one of those girls that's very, she's a girls, woman, women, one of these women that's very like great. But when I say girl is when she plays, plays Peggy on Mad Men, she's got like this youth, even though she's not that she's old, but you know, she plays her because she's supposed to. <laughs> She's supposed to be younger, but you never really get to see. They don't let actresses do that. They're like, oh, once you're, you know, in quote unquote, you know, the image of Hollywood, it's usually the old, unfortunately, old actresses get like relegated to moms and stuff. Not always. It's it's coming back around and I'm glad. But back in They're the 80s and 90s, it, it was. Yeah, exactly. Back in the 80s and 90s, that was terrible. I felt bad, you know, with those ladies like 
their career was, was essentially, even if they were great actors, there was a few that like survived, like Meryl Streep, stuff like that. Now I'm getting on my feminist uh, <laughs> movie. Career. You're just and a Hulk, I mean, but it, it's, it's pleasant in a Hulk Hogan movie. I mean, obviously Hulk Hogan is a feminist in this movie because he gets Shelly in, in, <laughs> in this movie. In this movie, because uh, he cares about what lady wants. He likes a strong, assertive woman. He wants to help Shelly get what she needs out of her husband. So, you know. <laughs> we do. We do know what she wants. She made it pretty clear. <laughs> I wonder if he would have did it with the spacesuit on. That's that's the, I mean, I think that's the end of the, I think <laughs> so there should have been. That's your died. final thoughts. Yeah, my final thought on this movie is, <laughs> would she do it with the spacesuit on? And then I think, and my edit of this film is, it cuts to maybe a rap song that I do, or with some surviving members of Run DMC, and we do a new 90s style rap song. It's like, she let him do it with the spacesuit on, and then maybe like find an old Tupac, couple bars that no one's going to know. Like, <laughs> we'll just recycle bars from old rappers, so people will think it's an old song, but a classic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, reggae white reggae man yeah (laughs) so so my final thoughts are that i liked i liked it um like i said uh just as good or better than (laughs) than uh they live so (laughs) so you guys uh take that to heart and uh no i enjoyed it though i thought i thought it was good i thought the cast had good chemistry um the the soundtrack was all over the place, <laughs> but I had fun watching it. Special effects were good. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it is an enjoyable movie. I can't. I can't deny that. I can't deny that I had fun watching it. Um, that there's some fun bits in it. I think it. I think it's just a little frustrating because I again watching it as a little kid loved it like. Having the Undertaker in a in a little boy voice saying "You're a dead man, Ramsey," <laughs> like that's a core memory mm. for me. I, I'm like, we would quote. I think my brothers and I would just quote that at each other. <laughs> but like, but it, but going back, so going back to what it's like, it's very off putting. Of like, wait a minute, this is bad. This <laughs> wasn't supposed to be like this. But it's there's there is there's a, like a lot of good and fun stuff in it. Hulk is a bad actor. <laughs> <laughs> that's he, a very definitive he, statement. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's the last thing. If I'll harp on anything else, is that's like he's like half smiling through all the takes where he's like supposed to be like mad or serious. Like he can't get rid of that like baby face like cockiness that he had in the ring. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, can you can you like not smile through everything <laughs> you say, man? I want to. I want to see be a me as an actor. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see Aaron direct just a movie with Hulk Hogan and then just get in, get into, I don't give a fuck who you beat for the world. Time. Stop smiling. <laughs> fuck you. Your wife died. <laughs> you got the whole, I just imagine you have like, for some reason you have the French, like the auteur hat. A beret. The beret snapping at him with, the, with like a whip. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think all directors have whips? No, no, I think like directors of action movies have whips, and direct, uh, directors of like classic French films have whips. I think they wanted to keep a level of kinky. I think it was for very, very different reasons. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. If I were a director, I'd have a whip. 
I think all directors should have whips, or at least a writing crop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something to physically beat people. <laughs> I'm glad we all agree. <laughs> I'm not endorsing beating anybody with anything, but whatever you know, I just like the style of the director with the writing crop. If there's pre, you know, pre-engaged agreement of what can happen on a movie set, then let it happen. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> So as I was walking down here, I started choking, and then I drank some orange juice. That didn't help. It went down the wrong pipe. But this is Billy the Ace Ventura. Yeah, and I'm here. Uh, I'm here with Hulk's hammies, and uh, Aaron had to go. But uh, and instead, we got uh, one of the famous workers uh, from the southern uh, lands of Georgia. He's worked all kinds of rings and commentating. He's done this all. His name precedes himself. Uh, Mr. Ross Calhoun. Ross Calhoun. Or, uh, sorry, I botched your name. <laughs> uh, I guess I shouldn't drink on the fucking job. But go ahead. Get your shit in here. Hey there, everyone. Hulks, Billy, it's great to be here. Great to, you know, to be commentating this this landmark match with the both of yous. You sound, uh, you sound a little New York for uh, Georgia. Or was I, was I mistaken? Did I get bad information? Oh, you know what? It's per the... You know, per the rules of, of what you said, I probably should. <laughs> you, you'd think I'd be a little more Southern than I am, but I'm a bit of a transplant. <laughs> it's, it's as if I'm only good at like maybe two or three voices. <laughs> and I just went with an old standby. Did, did, your, uh, did your kids, did you, did you engage in any kind of lewd activity when you came down from the North as opposed to the South? What do you do? And what, why would you move? Are you asking if I if we have sex differently <laughs> in, in the north versus the south? Anyway, let's mm. get to this fucking match. <laughs> right. Avoid shoot, the question. All right, shoot, shoot, shoot to this match. This is a match. It took some uh, took place. So you got me all flustered. This is a match. It took place at the 1991 Survivor Series. It was the gravest challenge for Hulk Hogan. So if you're gonna watch this with us along on Peacock because there's no more network. It's all fucking Peacock because it's all about the money. Uh, but <laughs> it doesn't matter how good your fucking programming was or your website. It was the best fucking website ever. And they're like, no, we just like barrels of cash and we don't care if you fuck up our IP or not. I'm not bitter. Anyway. <laughs> and then we block VPNs so you can't get to the old version anymore. Fuck you. I'm not bitter. Anyway, you can watch this on that streaming platform, Peacock, which is the best. Uh, and it's, <laughs> it's, it starts in at 107.33. All right, let's, let's get this. Right, Countdown. Three. No, two. that's not how you count down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, count down first and then hit play. <laughs> I know. I fucked up. First, I'm on. first time we're here. <laughs> You ever you ever notice how people from the north count down like that, but then people from the south count down what, differently? What number? What what what, what number did I say? Oh god! Now, now you're gonna have to say a new number. <laughs> now I have to do a new number because I'm fucking all up. So we're gonna shoot it down. We're gonna watch this fucking match finally. It's the gravest challenge, and if you can't, I don't know if my rant about the network will be censored or not. But I feel how I feel about. Peacock and I love I love the old WWE network and they took it away from me just like they didn't let me unionize. I tried to unionize the boys. They shot that down. Now they took my old WWE network away from me. 
and I'm just an old, uh, I'm an old road dog, and I'm just really beat down. At the, I'm really sad. I just want my old. Do you, do you need a, should we watch this? Do you just need like a moment to talk to someone? <laughs> do you need to talk out? <laughs> I just need my, I just need my old network. Talk to bag, the uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, thank you. I got it all cried out. Uh, it's, uh, go to Peacock 107.22, and we're counting down on three, two, one, go. Three, two, one, go. All right, here we got a uh, fucking Bobby, Bobby the Brain Heenan. And this is a, it's calling the match. Yeah, we got a little lead in here. Gina. What do you think of Gino Monsoon, Gorilla Monsoon? He's yeah, he's definitely Gorilla. <laughs> is that how we got his name? Uh, his wrestling, yeah, I'm sure. Oh, God, this graphic. Wow. <laughs> very. If you're watching, <laughs> and we relate very much on the graphics. I'm sure <laughs> that's probably the first thing I, we see. The you know the that gravest challenge isn't doing it for it. That is the man right there. That is the man. I, he's. This man has come back from the dead so many times, literally, figuratively. I I respect Nature Boy, Ric Flair. I I forgot how upsetting Hulk's little booty shorts are. <laughs> they're they're very see through. The Nature Nature Boy, Ric Flair is going to show Hulk Hogan what a real man's supposed to look like. Look at that robe. Couple inches shorter and green. He doesn't have to hide under a bandana. <laughs> He's the real world's champion. He he did what Bret Hart could not do. He took another company's belt and showed up as the world champion on WWF TV. Did you know did you know that at all, Hulks? Hulks Hammies? I did not. It's new information to me. Yeah, that's it was it's on par with Hulk Hogan joining the NWO, in my opinion. Mm. The fact that Rick Rick Flair distracted showed up by the mortician in the background. That's by Paul Bear, I just mean mugging the camera. I see why he got his hate for mimes. <laughs> Started here. Yes. Yes. Oh, he's shaking. He he's trembling. Ooh, oh, censored. Wait, why is wait will uh Billy, can you explain why maybe that might be <laughs> why a belt? Is is this is new? Is mosaic. Wait, what's going on? Is he bottomless? Is this? <laughs> he might have been gratuitous nudity. What is? I don't think he. I think he's bottomless. But I also think they can't like show that mimosas. Belt. Oh, he had too many. Speaking of mimosas, clearly the Hulkster has had one too many mimosas here because he's getting fired up. He's had that old mimosa steroid <laughs> triggered by eight ball. Why couldn't they show a belt? Can you explain that a that, little bit? That I, Some legal stuff. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, this is amazing. Hold the phone. Holy sh- That's the guy from the movie. That's a, yeah, how, many pe- <laughs> how many people? The 14 people that saw Suburban Commando <laughs> when he came out. Like, that's that's the bounty hunter. Well, now he's being, he's being blurred. I don't know. It was too... How great is that? Jesus. There, there was some heat here, though. Oh, yeah. Definitely some there, heat. There was some, like, this did not happen to Hulk Hogan. Roddy Piper oh, running. Wait, Roddy Piper? Piper for some yeah, he's running in with pets. Macho Man dressed like <laughs> La Parca. <laughs> and he just knows how, he, he knows sold a proto concerto. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> 
Oh, that must have been nice back in the day to have the padded chairs. <laughs> Not all the. I think I think Rowdy's was more padded than. Look at that look. Look at that look. Look at that mullet. That look. It, oh, he, it, look at that. Oh, I I get it because it's because Hogan wore the cross of so like oh, this is. That's a, that's sacrilegious. <laughs> that's a, Undertaker clearly a satanic being. That's proto sacrilegious. He picked up. They they were telling the line. And you didn't do that in 80s wrestling. Look at that. He broke the cross. This is actually, I, I do like actually this, this shot selection. These <laughs> Where he's, he's trembling. He's trembling he's, from his uh, faith being broken. They, they, they understood storytelling back in the day. Yeah. This kid is sad. He doesn't is, know. <laughs> he may not be. Oh, he this doesn't know if he's something. going to. He doesn't know if he's going to Sunday school anymore. <laughs> He, he may have a new follow. He may follow a new shepherd in the Undertaker. Undertaker <laughs> led many young kids into Satanism is what I'm trying to say. Oh, that kid's scared. You you know his mom's like, it's just the guy from Suburban Commander. <laughs> no need to worry. No need to worry. He's, he's, you, sound more, <laughs> you sound more mature than he is. <laughs> Don't show this kid why. Why <laughs> <laughs> He's, that kid's so disturbed. He's wiping his boogers. He's, he's also excited. He was like, "Fuck you! I'm not scared of my TV." <laughs> look, look at the audience in the in here with the, with his 91. He said, "Yeah, 1991 so uh, yes. versus audience now, where it's like there's no one under 30 in an audience. <laughs> well, they are, but they're the only. It's like few and far between, and they're the only ones that aren't jaded. Like there are they, little Roman Reigns kids." Like there are there are those kids, but not not like they they the never mix. cut the kids. What you know? They never cut the kids. No, they never cut the. kids. Could be the editors, yeah. The director. They cut to the Miz girl when she got upset. Is he gonna dance? This guy. So you know what I heard about this guy? He was. They would have put him up as a champion. This great champion. You know what I heard he was into? Ross, you've heard him. You've heard. Tell us. You've heard this. <laughs> I've, you know, I heard from a reliable source. Uh, uh, I mean, a governor, no less. That uh, Hulk Hogan, he was into wife wife swapping. <laughs> Can you believe he was into wife swapping? It, it is ridiculous, as we all know. Okay, Shelley. I can't, I can't, I can't sign off on that. Wife swapping. That's where I cut. Because <laughs> was he was he wife swapping with the commies? Maybe that's how he was getting information. He was swapping wives with the commies. <laughs> You're saying it was some sort of sting look at operation. That brutal, look at that brutal disrespect to that fucking sacred relic of of uh, <laughs> funerary. Funerary. Funerary is the word I was looking for. He's like, fuck right, you. I, I don't know. As, as, Still looking like Ronald McDonald to me. As goofy as Hulk can be, he he is working this crowd. They got, they're you eating know, out he, of his fucking hand. They're eating out of, he's eating out of the palm of his hand. But look at look at the villain, Paul Bearer. Look that that man would hide your kids, hide your wife. Wow, that, that man would murder. I your appreciate children. the dye job over the red hair. You see, like the red roots coming in with the black ends, full mullet, red beard. This is a different Undertaker than I know. Yeah, this was the very. This is when he first died. He was like, he's like, fuck you. <laughs> I, I love that. I just and the no, the no cell, the no cell at all. He's just like the cold, dead stare. So is that like and makeup then, on his forehead to make him look a little more grumpy? 
Yeah, he, that was his gimmick. He was he was dead. Yes, grumpy. <laughs> and we're all grumpy when we're dead. Grumpy. This grumpy cat was heavily inspired by this. <laughs> yes. Look at now nowadays. You know, this was this was what we called. This was when wrestling became like blockbuster movies, because all the moves back in the day they gave you a lot. They give you a lot of stuff that looked real, mm-hmm. but here in the main event, they just give you the big moves. They're not gonna, and it's not any less. It's not any less cool nowadays. You get like the indie guys, and they're doing diving off, diving over the top ropes twelve times, and I, I think it's cool, but it's it's uh, the law of diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. But these guys, they don't touch. They wait. You wait for them to touch, and it means something. They're they're telling stories like like uh, Ross. The alpha, like, circling that he's doing. What? Eskimo kisses <laughs> to the urn. <laughs> the Esco- the, you really felt the Eskimo kisses to the nipple. He reminds me of the penguin. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Paul, Paul Bear? Paul Bear is penguin-like. He's He could terrorize Gotham. I believe in him. Yes! 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 We must meet with the Joker. My favorite thing is wrestling is when wrestlers can't believe something <laughs> happened. <laughs> it's always that, that same that word. Is very, that, that, that was very likely to happen. That is like, <laughs> hey, you're you're in you're in the ring with a guy who's known for clotheslines. You might get clotheslined. You get clotheslined. That guy just that guy just clotheslined me. Wait, only a two count? I was expecting three. <laughs> the best. Oh, we get the classic choke slam here. Is it coming? This was a choke grab. Uh, the, the technique he's using here is more of a choke grab. And I think he's siphoning part of his soul. As we saw before, he broke the cross. It, I, I think it was a vulgar display of power, him breaking the cross. And now he's slowly siphoning the soul. From uh, Terry Bollea, a.k.a. Hulk Hogan here. Mm-hmm. Chef Ramsey. When when Hulk started this match, his trunks were actually white. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love for him to pull out just a power armor out of his, out from his, like, booty. <laughs> like, he's been hiding it the whole time. Or just like a Nintendo, uh, a power glove. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a, just a subtle... Because there's so much subtlety in wrestling, but just a subtle <laughs> yeah. little nod to the movie. Undertaker is very not very flashy quite yet. I'm noticing. This is this is the first. Yeah, this is Undertaker. First, is this his first it, appearance? Right. Not his first no. appearance, but this is his first. He'd been around about a year. <laughs> Okay, he's just as much of a character. <laughs> Paul, and Paul, look, Paul Bearer is a fucking, he's a gift. He's, he was a fucking gift. Well, Paul Bearer, it, it looked like Paul Bearer knew, like, he knew to, like, say his line and then get, get out, out of the, the shot. Way, yeah. And in our, yeah, he, he, he's got great presence. And you don't, I mean, I don't think you have Undertaker the way you have Undertaker without Paul Bearer, you know, put, you know, give him that push in the beginning. Yeah, he st- he started with uh, Brother Love, and I don't think I like Brother Love on his own, but I don't think uh, I don't think uh, Brother Love uh, deserves uh, 
the Undertaker. I think Undertaker deserved somebody different. I don't think they they meshed. It was like Ted DiBiase and Brother Love. It's like. Ooh, just skin his hair. But yeah, Undertaker was a monster. Brenda, he he didn't. I mean, uh, Hulk's uh, Undertaker was a monster. Hulk's he didn't. Uh, <laughs> he didn't lose to anybody. It, it was he would even if he if he lost, it was like I prefer to be called hams. Uh, all right, hammocks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I he, see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, wow, well, he he's like pretty sturdy. He is a sturdy boy. Look at that no cell. Dang, and he's so tall. Oh, the fucking Hulk. There wasn't a lot of follow through on that from Hulk though. He got kind of scared. He got, and then he got his fucking neck chopped out. He's like, I'm gonna put you in formaldehyde. <laughs> I think one of his, I think one of his finishing moves was he put formaldehyde on people. That's not true, but it should have been. <laughs> it should have been a gimmick, at least once. I think, I think somebody used formaldehyde right. on him. How about you don't mess with the AV people's cords? <laughs> They're not allowed to do this. That I mean. Hulk, or, uh, what I meant to say What's, is it's wireless now, so you can't. What, so you can't, what I yeah. meant to say is uh, what I meant to say is this. Uh, there's a rule now. If you do this, you're suspended from wrestling forever. So that's why they don't do it anymore. It's because there's a rule in wrestling <laughs> that doesn't allow you to do it. Because the media guys and got mad. <laughs> it's not like yeah, it's not like a chair shot. It's not you can hit him with anything else, but you choke him with a cable, you're banned forever. It's something with the union, something with the electric union. That's pretty good. I like I'm, I'm bears drawn on eyebrows. <laughs> He's straight up the penguin. I love it. <laughs> Lady, Lady Gaga may have taken uh, <laughs> may have taken <laughs> some uh, fashion fashion tips from Paul Bear. I think at some point. I could I could be wrong, but do you guys see it? Maybe. I see it. I'm pretty sure the there's a Lady Gaga where she has Paul Bear makeup. There's and I. A Lady Gaga for She's everything. holding an urn. <laughs> she is holding an urn. But, uh, She's choking Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I'd love to see he it. Paid, he, he paid for that. Oh, you look just like my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, mean, no. I mean, what's a... I, we'll edit that out uh, in case uh, Hulk Hogan comes to the show. In, ca- in case he listens to this show. <laughs> in case he listens to this show. In his retirement. Uh, we, we have accused him of wife swapping. <laughs> I mean, we did... On nobody accused him of wife swapping. <laughs> I told you. I didn't accuse him. I said it happened. I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not saying Jodie Foster was in the film. If we're going to talk about the accused. <laughs> That's what I thought about when I saw Shep Ramsey. Uh, when I saw Charlie Wilcox save that woman. It was like the accused all over again. Oh, no. <laughs> God. Look at that Hulkamaniac just running wild in the front seat trying to get everyone pumped. Yeah. I thought. I thought I saw Meatloaf at one point in the, but he is in the, he is in one of the music videos. So my guess is that Hulk is still going to win. That's my guess. Cause I don't know the outcome. You, you, no one knows the outcome. They're fighting for their lives in that. This is for the championship. <laughs> 1991. You know no one is, knows the outcome. You know this better than anyone. <laughs> You're telling, are you saying there's a predetermined, get out of here. <laughs> get there's, out of here with your Are you body. saying the fix is in? We're a legitimate business. 
I, when he told me to come on, I put like 10 grand on this. <laughs> I told you. Should I have not? Did you bet against the Russian? <laughs> no, I'm like, yeah, the Russian's going to win in this. <laughs> I like his like dishwashing gloves. Like his wife must be so happy. He was a. He came straight from doing all the dishes right to his match. Oh, a, those are not the same. Those aren't the same kind of gloves as latex dishwashing gloves. Those are fancy. Those are fancy funeral gloves, and you know it. And for, <laughs> he put for, for fancy funeral dishes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, am I say? Am I not saying that maybe he does some dish work? It's in the business, yeah, along with burying and prepping the bodies. I'm not saying. <laughs> He's not going to skimp on his turn, but you're trying to say all he does is addition. No, he runs the entire funeral home the with Paul operation. Barrett. I like his pin. It's just by his face. Yeah, he's been choking Hulk Hogan out for a minute. <laughs> he's been massaging his face. Billy is, is the undertaker the first... It, is the Undertaker the first and only wrestler to wear spats? Spat to wear spats? I'm not sure. You're gonna have to clarify what you mean. The by the spat. little booty things. It's you a, mean, the like over the shoe sock. Yeah, it's a northern I, thing. You put them on before you put your boots does, on, mm -hmm. so the snow doesn't get on your socks. I, is he doing that in this <laughs> match? I don't see any socks on his I boots. Heard any, I haven't what heard you, any Christmas music yet, so I don't think we're in danger. <laughs> okay, no, no. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're talking about the Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he may have had the first. Yes, he left that way from the costume shop. Remember when refs used to get dressed up <laughs> for matches? They're like they weren't. Oh, look at that! Look at that! There you go. There's a yeah. fine clothes. Now they're just business casual. <laughs> <laughs> now they look yeah. like they're they're gonna come. <laughs> yeah, it was a fucking event. Like they're like, I better get my shoes shoes son. Look at his dead eyes. You can, I know. I was just you can at that. you can tell where the makeup is. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hulk Hogan always has the um, consistency of a hot dog. <laughs> he does look like, like his a hot skin. Dog. His skin is, his skin is very hot dog like. Now nobody, nobody kicked out of that, ever. And he just look at he. He didn't even kick he out. No of it. He just sold sat it. Up. He he no sold it like a son of a. I mean, <laughs> Hulk Hogan with a surge of energy has risen to his feet. One, two, three, one more, four. He's oh. wise on spaghetti legs. The Undertaker's <laughs> on spaghetti legs. Hulk. Hulk, another. Hulk volleys another. If Undertaker can just get the choke back on. <laughs> He's down to. He has fell the giant down to one knee. Can you believe this? Can you believe this? And he's calling for a gorilla. Oh, no. See, that was a dirty tactic by Hulk Hogan. He just worked at it. Oh, here comes the Oh, flat. no. Here comes the diva. Wow. Look at that robe. What is going on? What is going on here? Would that say nature baby? Is, is, 
The nature baby himself, Rick <laughs> That should have been Charlotte's name. Ah, I see. <laughs> I see my mistake. <laughs> I, look, I like your version better. Right. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to call him the nature baby from now on. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, the big oh. boot. Nobody ever gets up from this. Followed by the, oh, Paul Bear. Paul Bear has the legs. And what is the nature baby up to? Oh, oh what a brutal throat shot. And perhaps, perhaps he's going to go for one more. Tombstone pile driver. Onto right the, on a chair. Oh, onto the chair. The chair wasn't, it's not like the chair was a mile away. It was directly right on the chair. <laughs> Don't let anyone tell you anything else. Oh, my God. What? And they undertake him. Show, uh, you gotta, they gotta show the guy dressed as Hulk Hogan in the front row. I gotta see his disappointment. They gotta see. Gonna, yeah, keep your eyes closed. So like, he I, was I thought for sure he wouldn't win. Oh my God. I'm surprised. Are you oh, sure he looks so you're... disappointed. Look at So disheveled. Mouth again. Look, look, look at that mark. Hands he draped went... over the, the railing. Utter disappointment. You make a good point, Ross Calhoun. He should have been the Brock Lesnar guy of this generation. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, just any, just look at him. He's, he chose wrong, and he's got to go home ashamed. Wow, he looks glorious. you know he didn't bring a change of clothes. <laughs> he is, a, he, there's a reason. That's crazy. There's a reason. Oh, he's got to do the eye thing the whole time till he gets to the backstage. That's gotta, that can't be fun. He's basing it on sound. You're talking about the the presence he's radiating through the screen. I like how that shot was completely out of focus the whole time, but it still looked cool. Dude, you felt the Undertaker coming out of the. The Undertaker felt larger than life. To me, he I'm. I mean, a force of nature, the the beginning of the phenom. So this was this was the beginning of like Undertaker gaining some momentum, I'm assuming. Undertaker. Undertaker. Had the title for two days. Oh, Mr. Hulk in the back. Wiping the tears from his face. He can't believe yeah. it. Look how he is disheveled. Right. He's, he is he's totally crying. That guy doesn't give a this shit. Guy, <laughs> he just wants to be on TV. Just, <laughs> I'm on TV. Is that Jared Leto? It looked like Jared Leto mixed with Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Seagal <laughs> or St Steve Leto. Look at yeah, you can still see him. Yeah. With the with the pony now. <laughs> yeah. But the Hulk Hogan guy, he is. Look at Pat Patterson's blazer. What a dance. That aqua blazer, man, he was fucking stylish. And the and his like sketchers. His white sketchers, yeah. His white fucking sketchers and turtleneck look like a fucking lounge singer. What a fucking pimp that guy was. He looks like a <clears throat> large infant <laughs> with jaundice. <laughs> <laughs> I've often <laughs> <laughs> that there we go. Uh, oh, that's there you what go. you were that's what we're waiting. That's for. what you were looking for. That's, yeah, that's what I, I need. Just I need devastation <laughs> in these people's eyes. But, but I agree, the guy would have been better. It was a full on. 
I like I I always say he's it looks like a hot dog or a toddler or, or like a baby with hydrocephalia. Like a hydrocephalic baby. Yeah, he's just he's got like the bloated like looking midsection. Look at that, that kid kid's is reverting to sucking his thumb again. That that kid's crying. There were tears in those eyes. No, oh, there we go. These a kids. He looks like this, a little ninja this is, this is this is why this is why I wanted you to watch this match. Not because both these actors were in this movie. <laughs> I wanted you to see devastated the, the faces of devastated <laughs> faces children of- <laughs> from the nineties, early nineties. <sighs> I wanted you to see the horror of devastated children. <laughs> Have you seen enough? Would you like to see some more? They're really, I mean, they're really holding on to hope. I'm the, I'm the ultimate heel. I wanted you to see sad kids. (laughs) Yeah. I'll just trick you into watching sad kids under, under the pretense. That was the long route to get me to do that. I mean, we're, we're all adults here and I assume we've had to help a drunken friend (laughs) who've gone too hard get back home. Yeah. At the end of the night, this is what it's reminding me of. That's the vibe he's giving. Look how, look how happy, look how proud. Is that, who's that on the, is that, uh, what's his name? Phantom of the Paradise and the, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Paul Williams. Was that Paul Williams? Did you see him? Yeah. yeah Paul, is. is that Paul, is that Paul Williams on the side? Okay. Yeah. All right. Now I know. For the hell of it, your tombstone undertaker for the hell of it. <laughs> That's right, Hulk. You walk in shame. You feel bad about He's, this. Paul Williams is good. They're yelling at him. They've you the crowd has turned. The crowd, they know the dead man is okay. <laughs> well, that was that was pretty good. What did? What was your first take? What was your take? You'd never seen that match, Hulk Ammies. Give us a hot <laughs> take. What you thought? I I thought I did not think Hulk was gonna lose. I thought he was like too big to lose. Still at this point. I guess it should have given it away when he said this was almost as big as when he turned um, heel. So I guess if I would have thought about it a little more, I would have guessed the other direction. But I was surprised and it was a pretty good match. I really enjoyed it. This is my first real match watching The Undertaker in like his beginning stages. I've only seen a few matches. Um, so this is really cool. He looks so different, and I enjoyed it. I liked I liked all the devastation and sad children and sweaty men. Hashtag sweaty men. <laughs> Make that happen. Huck, what did you say? Twenty four. Burly, burly boys. Burly boys. Get that. Burly boys. <laughs> what? How did you feel? Did you, Ross? Were you there? We just called it retrospectively. But were you there? Did you live that? Do you remember that as a child? And how did, how did it make you feel? I mean, I definitely couldn't afford any pay-per-view whatsoever <laughs> as, as a young lad. Um, and this was probably before I got into wrestling. But what a, what a powerful match. What a way to win, to get The Undertaker over. This was, for a, ti- this was a title match, right? That was for the yes. WWF title, yeah. It's it does remind me of modern wrestling where there just can never be a clean when it's a world title it can just never be clean there's <laughs> got to be some sort of shenanigans going on it can't just be a a straightforward match because Undertaker would have regard I mean you got Paul Bear there but that's fine he's just he's just mischievous <laughs> right. he's, he doesn't cause any harm right. like Ric Flair his flavor 
Are you saying it was a, a tainted win or a, a Pyrrhic victory that it hurt Undertaker because it made him look weak that he had to use the chair to beat Hulk Hogan? I think the fact that, it, I mean, you're trying to make Hulk Hogan look good, right? I think that's, even though Undertaker won, it was still the the idea is like, well, we have to make Hulk look like the strongest baby hot dog man there is. <laughs> strongest <laughs> Str- hot dog out Strong there. in defeat. You can't be strong in defeat. And that's, I think they kind of, well, Hulk, I guess there was there for years, there was heat between Hulk and Undertaker because Hulk said Undertaker hurt him. But everybody who watches that, you can tell emotionally, you can tell that, like, I don't want to bury the business, but Undertaker <laughs> was being professional. He was being very professional from what I saw and compared to how he does this does has always done that move. There was some other ones where I'm like, yeah, but on that, I thought it was very taken care of. You you mean on the tombstone powder? Yeah, on the tombstone it can, powder. It 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 can be dangerous. You got to do it in a certain way. But he had never he hadn't hurt anybody before. I think originally he hurt Coco Beware, but because Co- Coco Beware took it wrong, like he was freaking out, and then he just dropped it. You can see it. It's in the first Survivor Series. It's in his debut match. He like Coco Beware's all flipping around, and he just like throws him straight down. He like lands all like fucked up, and I. Think it like may have fucked up, but that didn't break his neck. But like Coco Beware is like, fuck that guy, he doesn't know how to work. And it's like, well, kind of took the bump in a goofy ass way where you were flying. It goes around. two ways, right? It, it 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 does. Like, usually when somebody gets hurt, they blame the guy who um who does the offense, you know, mm-hmm. but it can go either way. I feel like it's got to go both ways, yeah. Because if you're, I mean, I, I oh, so all I heard, you know, breaking kayfabe, if, if you're take, <laughs> taking the bump. If you're not trained to take the bump or you're taking the bump that you know you shouldn't take or sometimes it's an X factor, like when the head, uh, draws, when he had his neck broken, he just didn't grab on. He slid when he went to grab. There's a guy who does a running power bump, like runs and drops him. D'Lo Brown, and he just like slid. He wasn't gripped right. And D'Lo slid and he wasn't gripped right. And he just hit his spine just the right way <laughs> and it paralyzed him. Like immediately, Dangerous. immediately paralyzed him. Uh, and like he's like, I don't blame D'Lo at all, but I know, like he that guy wasn't the same after that because it's like I don't care if it's an accident or not, you paralyzed the guy, you know. Yeah, that's pretty serious. I it's, mean, it's like it's, it's interesting because I grew up like, oh, wrestling's fake, which I guess it kind of is, but also it's still very physical, and things People can still happen. You can get hurt very easily, so it's not it's not really like fake. I don't know. It's an interesting in between. I've said this before where it's like it's kind of amazing that you have to be like physically good. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe not everybody is, but like in theory, <laughs> you have to be physically good, aware and a decent enough actor, even if it's kind of cartoonish, theatrical. You have you have to do all you have to do all of that stuff at once. And I feel like that's the only sport that requires those three intersections, <laughs> which makes it really interesting to me. And I have a lot of respect for every wrestler because of that, because that's just like such a strange intersection of talents that you have to at least be OK at all at once. I, I just had, I agree. And you saying that you saying that that's very that's a great way to put it. You you saying that makes me feel, in a way, I can explain it like I've never explained it before. Wrestling is still, like, America has very, very carny roots. 
I don't care what people say. It was built on immigrants and traveling shows, traveling entertainment. You know, not all, and that's not always like fucking people over or being a shyster, but like you got to make your money. You got to work to earn your money. You got to go to the next town, to the next town, to the next town. You have to come up with cool new freak shows. It's like essentially like, um, you know, the, um, that new movie, the Guillermo del Toro movie. What's, why, why can't I even think of the name? But Night. Um, it was but, filmed in Buffalo. Why can't I think of it? it it's Nightmare. Yes, Nightmare. Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Coming to the Where rescue. It was filmed in Buffalo. I should know this. That's why we had, uh, that's why we had um, Aaron on the show once again. Who? I mean, <laughs> Ross Calhoun. Ross Calhoun, a good friend of Aaron's Aaron. long gone. He left. Yeah, he's... He had like a diarrhea 12. I don't know what, he said. <laughs> what was his? But he went Kaputsky is what we're saying. <laughs> but ultimately, I wonder what he would have thought of this match. But what do you think? Do you think this was the day Americana died? Maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was that uh, the 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 one song, American Pie. This was, was the American Pie. Of yeah. pro, this was the Don McLean's American Pie of pro wrestling. Yeah, this is what the song's actually about. <laughs> it's not gonna get it's not gonna get any better than that, folks. We're gonna put a butt on it. I want to thank Hulk's Hammies. I'm gonna go down to Mexico in the Gulf of Tonkin <laughs> and get catch some rays because I'm the ace. And uh, what what are you up to, Ross Calhoun? What are you listening to? Any good podcasts? I mean, I'm a look. I'm a look. When I'm not commentating on wrestling, I'm listening to to podcasts and especially Kame House Party, the universe's only improv comedy Dragon Ball podcast. That sounds good. Uh, where the these guys, Aaron and Vince, they they try and watch every episode of Dragon Ball. They goof on it, um, and it, it's a good time. And I think you'll enjoy. Uh, you'll enjoy if you enjoy me talking in a dumb voice, <laughs> which is my real voice. Uh, you'll probably enjoy that. All right. Well, I want to thank you all. Love to you both. Have a great night. Stay safe out there in podcast land, brother. Bye.